Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go! One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Do I like this microphone? I like this microphone. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, keep talking. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You up. You gotta put me down. Keep talking. Whoa. One, two, three, four. There five, we go. It's because uh, Bobby's not here, so we gotta figure out these levels. Here we go. Three, two, one. I am kind of tired not really uh not fresh i still got smoke in my hair still got smoke in my lungs vegas uh got me ricky <laughs> it's another edition of the let's go ricky roll podcast no guests today uh because we don't want to bother anybody we just want to recap of what's been going on in our lives uh we just came back from las vegas and by we it means me and my liver uh, you were there for one night, as you saw Canelo Alvarez defeat uh, Daniel Jacobs. How was your Vegas trip? I came home a winner, so I'm good, man. Ah, Fuck this that guy. Yeah, threw threw some money on roulette. Won. It was towards the end of the night, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna go home a winner. I'm gonna take my ass to sleep, and I did just that. <laughs> like the veteran you are, you show up and you get it. So, what do you do? You went to Vegas Saturday morning. I got there Saturday morning. And we head down to Islitas on Saturday morning. For those that don't know, it's a Marisco's place, seafood, uh, music playing, and it's just a great atmosphere, it's a, especially it's, on fight night. Yeah, it, it's um. So for our Canadian listeners, we're recording this podcast right now in Ricky's palatial estate on <laughs> the coast of Santa Barbara. Uh, we didn't have a chance. I, look, I flew back home. And I had to drive to Santa Barbara to Ricky's house next to Oprah. And that's where we're hanging out right now, watching the Pacific Ocean <laughs> as the whales are migrating and the dolphins are flying. Everything's there. But no, uh, we were in Las Vegas, and we separately, though. I was there for, uh, covering the fight for Golden Boy, the Canelo Alvarez, beating Daniel Jacobs. And you guys are listening like, wait a minute, I thought it was a baseball party. And I told you guys it's a Let's Go Ricky Rowe. So Let's Go Ricky Rowe was on location in Las Vegas. Even though I didn't really uh, publicize anything, I was there. Yeah, you were there. You saw me. I saw you. And... Um, but as always, it's always fun just to be part of that that weekend. It just the whole atmosphere. You walk into the MGM Grand. They have the rink set up. Everyone in their Canelo T-shirts. You, Mexican flags everywhere. Cinco de Mayo weekend. It's it's something special. And I think something that even if you don't go into the arena to watch the fight, it's something I think that 
Yeah. You should all experience as a boxing fan. Now, for me, I get there on Tuesdays. They cover the fight all week long. And then I also work for the LA Times, hosting the Rive Early Lively podcast. So you you're you have to pace yourself. So I was good. Right? Yeah. I was good all week because I have to get up early. I have meetings. Friday night, usually my routine is I'm done by 12. Yeah. I go to dinner and I go to sleep. And because the next day I have to get up early, I do the play by play for a couple of fights. I have a, I have a long, long day and I'm more professional. Man, oh man, was I a rookie Friday night? <laughs> you know, that's I the one. I was a rookie Friday night. That's the one thing I told myself. On coming home, I have to come home to a three-year-old and a newborn. So I told myself, take it easy, pace yeah. yourself. So early on, you know, at the Islitas, had a few drinks here and there, nothing crazy, and. I took it easy for the rest of the night. Yeah, I I did Friday. <laughs> I was good. I was good. I went to dinner with uh, the CFO of uh, Live, Let's Go Ricky Road Productions, Marco Palayo. Uh, <laughs> went to dinner, JPR and Sebia. JP uh, was there. That's right. He sat right next to me. Yeah, future podcast guest, JPR and Sebia, Marlins TV and former uh, Blue Jay catcher. Went to dinner with him. It was nice and relaxed. You know, had a glass of wine. Then I had a whiskey afterwards. It was good. Relax. <laughs> And then I get the. I'll go ahead and answer the phone, man. No, no, no. It's just the alarm. Oh, okay. Then I get the. Hey, here's a tequila shot. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I here? It's 1 30. I need to be in bed. Like, yeah. I, and then the Vegas smoke gets me. It really does affect me. I'm not a smoker. Uh, even the cigars that I do have, I realized over the years I really can't be around it because I'm sensitive to it. And as a broadcaster, your voice really shouldn't be around that kind of stuff. Unless you want to be like a. Uh, Jack Buck and have that smooth old school voice and like Billy King and yeah those kind of guys and I was like man the smoke game I had a tequila shot and I took half of it and I turned to Liz and I'm like uh oh I'm not good she looks at me and she's like oh no you're not I'm like I gotta go I there's like a little lobby bar at the MGM I'm off to the side and I'm holding onto the rail because oh, everybody no. I'm with is having a good time and now at the MGM if you want to go to your room you gotta have the room key to get to the elevator to the, and get yeah. up. And I'm like, man. It's a pain in the ass to get up. And then the, the elevator keys don't work and very well. Work. And you're <laughs> kind of scrambling. That thing starts moving up and you're scrambling, scrambling. I'm but and myself. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. And all I kept thinking is, <laughs> I have rehearsal at 12 o'clock tomorrow. I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go to the gym. Next thing I know, I wake up. It's 1030. I'm like, I need a coffee. And I'm not one of those guys that says, I need a coffee. But I needed a coffee. Yeah. I'm in their hallway and I see a guy looks all fresh, wearing a, a boxing and chill shirt, relaxed, a golden boy hat, and a nice weekend carry-on bag. Like, <laughs> and I look at you and I see you from a distance. I'm like, this mother right here, you just look like your sunshine. Like, oh, yeah, man. Chilling, I man. Am, I took two showers. I was trying to get this. <laughs> I was just hating life. But then, for our listeners, though, Bethel, what did you do? Like during the fight, so you you know obviously yeah um you've done the announcing for Golden Boy in yeah. the Zone. What did you do this time out okay, working so for, for LA this Times? Fight, I um for Saturday the fight I did the first two fights the the ones that start at three o'clock with only people in the in the building are people related to the fighters yeah I uh, did a the play by play for the first two fights a young kid named Alexis Espino from Las Vegas he fought a guy named Billy the Kid Wagner from. Montana. Yeah. And he was talking to me. I'm interviewing him uh, in the ring, uh, in the back. I was getting his hands wrapped. I'm like, where are you from? He's like, Billings. He's like, yeah. Sometimes we got to go to the big city in Helena. And I was like, oh, I get the wow. baseball reasons. I'm yeah. thinking like, 
This is the Pioneer League. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So I did the play-by-play for the first two with Doug Fisher. And then afterwards, I had to sit on my seat. I did some stuff for the LA Times. And then post-fight, I did the post-fight recap. That's show. right. That's so right. My, I had to be at the arena at 12. I didn't leave the arena until 11.30. Did you get to interview Canelo post-fight? Post, uh, no, we no. took the Canelo press conference. But uh, Gotcha. Uh, been around him all week long. So all week long, I did stuff for the LA Times. So it's cool. It was a fun atmosphere. I'll tell you what, one of the fights that I did enjoy, and you've been hyping him up for a long time, is Virgil Ortiz. And he is. I told you. Just. And you know what? Honestly, when we met him backstage after the fights yeah. were over, what a nice kid, man. Super, Super nice. humble, like really soft-spoken. You wouldn't even think he's a fighter. Yeah, for those, if you're not a fight fan right now, we'll get through with it right here. But hey, listen, Virgil Ortiz, kid, is 13-0, 13 knockouts, had a big knockout Saturday night going YouTube at a one-hitter-quitter where he just knocked out Mauricio Herrera, who had never been knocked out before. And we took him in the back. He's from Grand Prairie, Texas, in the uh, Dallas area. He meets JP here in Sebia. And I know how you guys are where you don't ever tell anybody who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you know what? Virgil, I know, is a kid who recognizes and respects people who are professional athletes. The nicest kid, taught himself piano, taught himself the guitar, and he's a sports fan. I'm like, Virgil, you know, these guys are former baseball players, play for the Blue Jays. And he, right away, he's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'm like, JP actually played for the Rangers. Oh, and yeah. then, J- then JP, I received that. Who doesn't listen, by the way? I heard he, he doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're going to rip him right now. Uh, he's too busy being JP and uh, Cater. He's fit. too busy uh, throwing shirts into the stands oh. and throwing gloves into the stands. Are we going to get into that? <laughs> oh, we got to get it. You know, he doesn't listen, so we're going to rip him. Uh, but he, 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 all of a sudden, JP is talking with uh, Virgil Ortiz about the Dallas, Texas area. And I'm like, JP, how long did you play in for the Rangers? Like one year, right? JP knew every barbecue spot. Oh, yeah. No, JP is <laughs> really, awesome, he, he likes to, uh, he likes to talk, man. And not in a bad way, but he is very sociable. Yeah, great. You guy. know, just, he socializes with everyone and he's been to a lot of places. He knows every place. So, it's kind of cool when you, when you have him by your side yeah, because it, I'm like the opposite. You're, you're the opposite. I'm no, quiet, okay. reserved, and he's just like the, witty 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 i i'm gonna oh, yeah. talk and throw shirts into the stands right before the main event throw gloves into the stands and he thinks it's fun okay so all right we're going there jp arcebia uh former blue jay catcher rangers and with the rays now marlins tv uh, goes to las vegas he's a fight fan and when back when i said that there was some a fight at three o'clock the only people in the stands are related to the fighters the ushers are still setting up chairs for it. So for a fight night, there's eight different fights. Canelo Alvarez took the ring at almost nine o'clock. Yeah. At three o'clock was the first one. Who's the only person in there <laughs> that's a fan that's not related to these fighters? JP Arnsebia. And he is a hardcore fan. It, it might as well be like somebody watching the Florida State League. Like you are that hardcore. Yeah. But JP has a great relationship with Golden Boy, the promoter where he goes to fights and you know you and i introduced him to these people yeah. now is we have to ask jp if he can get us tickets <laughs> jp has a credential yeah but it's like you had a credential too like a lot of people who oh else? but jp has a credential and he's in and out of that place yeah, okay. like nothing he's like hey let's go back and i'm like no man i'm stay here in my seat <laughs> here's the difference though people who are sitting on the floor are given a credential that has your seat number on there and it'll say it's like white because it allows you access to like the VIP rooms yeah. in the back there. I, as a broadcaster, have all access one, which is green. It, only staff gets those. JP has one of those. <laughs> Not surprising. J- JP had one of those. And JP's job was he's an intern for the company. Oh, yeah. 
They call him the intern. That's what they really did. I thought they were joking about it on the side. No, he really is the intern. His job, he's a hype man. They wrap up T-shirts. And, you know, you see this, like the game on promotions where they're throwing out T-shirts. I see JP running around throwing out T-shirts. I'm like, are you serious? Well, he's also been known to do that with the Toronto Blue Jays where he's part of the giveaway and he's giving away stuff. And (laughs) fans don't even recognize him. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) And then next thing you know, they turn around, they realize it's him. So he likes all that stuff, man. And he, his personality fits it perfectly because he likes to just have fun like that yeah, and, and do all that it. stuff. He's great. Oh, yeah. He's but, a good sport about yeah, it. Yeah, it's usually, you know who else was throwing up? Little kids were throwing up. Yeah. And JP throws gloves into the crowd and he's the guy getting people crazy for mm-hmm. this stuff. And it's like, like the DJ is like, all right, who wants the shirt? And yeah. he comes running by. Jay Parents see me. My cousin. If they only knew my who cousin he was. who went to his first time ever going to Vegas. I ended up getting him a, a seat down low. He caught a glove that JP threw in the crowd. My cousin got a glove. And I told him, like, how'd you get a glove? Oh, somebody threw it in the air. I'm like, that's somebody. It's JP. <laughs> so shout out to JP, the intern of the year. Shout Chuck. out to Eric Gomez, too. He's yeah. the one that uh, says he's been listening to some of our episodes. So. Oh, Golden Boy President's been listening? Yeah. Oh. He, that's oh. what he said. He said he uh, heard the CC Sabathia episode and. Maybe one day we'll get him on. Yeah, we're going to go to Eric Gomez, a big baseball fan uh, for the line, uh, safety at Rose, uh, Garfield High. And uh, he could have gone to college, but he's running Golden Boy Promotions right now. Shout out to him and uh, his kid, who's Val, who's playing baseball and everything else. So. And also, we can't go forward without uh, talking about the guy, one guy we missed, the Ace of SoCal. The oh, guy never yeah. misses a fight. It's uh, there's, you're gonna If you're listening to the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast, uh, you're learning that there are a lot of characters on here, and <laughs> when it's just Ricky and I, we go and we just it's let's grow Ricky Roll, but we're taking you behind the scenes into your life and everything else, and yeah, uh, a fixture in the boxing community, yeah, and sports in Southern California is a guy or a character by the name of Ace of SoCal who did not make the fight, and you know, people came up to me and said, "Hey, where's Ace at? Yeah, hey, where's Ace? You at? know what? It just didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same. Islitas didn't feel the same." Being in a hotel room without him didn't feel yeah. the same. Nobody and, dancing with the you know the for it, obviously he's a good friend of ours and he um he's just always fun to be around. Yeah, he's you know? the guy. He'll show up at TJ for games. He'll show up in anywhere you want. But uh, I tell people he couldn't make it because he had to work and nobody believed me. <laughs> nobody knows what he does. His name is Ace of SoCal. Uh, but he had to stay home for family reasons. Uh, glad to know that your dad is better and healthier. And yeah, we're sending Ace. good vibes to Antonio, Don Antonio Contreras. Yep. And uh, he obviously told us the news and stuff like that. But it sounds like everything's going to be okay with them. So, uh, so we wish him the best. Yeah, and then uh, Don Antonio, your son, is... Uh, I guess saved a lot of money by not going to Vegas this weekend, so he can buy you buy you that Dodger jersey you've been wanting. Now, uh, this is where I wanted to go with you um, before we get into everything else and how you've been traveling around Toronto. You are officially retired, and mm-hmm. it seems like you've adjusted to civilian life. Like you know, you have plans, you have vacations. Uh, JP's still working in baseball as a broadcaster. Yeah. And I'm looking at different guys like Ben Francisco, who mm-hmm. who's now coaching his kids in Scottsdale. Yeah. I'm looking around, and when we talk to CC, he's like, I, I, "Once I retire, I got trip plan, I got to do that." But after a while, though, like it's my phone, my scam likely. Everybody <laughs> wants to give me a mortgage right now. Uh, everybody, once you're retired, it's like, okay, what do I do now? You went on a fight weekend, Cinco de Mayo, where you've never been able to do that before. Like, no, CC was saying in our podcast that. He could finally enjoy the 4th of July. As a player, like Adrian Gonzalez was at the fight. Mm-hmm. He's not officially retired, but he's 
stop looking playing. like it. Yeah, a lot of guys right now are not officially retired, but they don't know what they're doing. How do you do that as an athlete where you're playing and you know you want to watch a fight? You can buy the pay-per-view, you can watch on the app, but knowing that you can't be there, that's how do you do that? I think you just kind of get used to it. For such a long time, I I didn't have a typical summer going to the beach, going to big fights like that. So any, I mean, if you got a little chance to watch them, you would, but at the end of the day, it was just like, it, you kind of got used to it, just like anything else. Missing mom's birthdays, you know, mother's days, father's days, all that stuff. Um, so it's, I think it's just one of those things that you get used to. But when you actually have them in front of you, you're like, whoa, should I go or should I not go? I have the opportunity now. So um, luckily, you know, my parents don't live too far from here. So they're able to help out my wife with uh one of the with, you know there's a lot of people listening right like wait a minute rick you got a newborn and you went to vegas yeah i, I mean yeah ricky but, also took the first flight back home <laughs> the first flight back home and also and he came home with money that's right and honestly let's be honest my month-old baby doesn't really need me that much <laughs> <laughs> he needs mommy not me carl's listening right now going damn you ricky he needs, <laughs> he needs and dad. sebastian was uh at grandma's over the weekend so he loves it out there and it was easy it was easy work what are some of the things that when you were playing, you wish you could have done? Don't um, say family stuff, because we all know the family stuff. Yeah, I mean. But like. I think it's when you see stuff like like the beach, you know, enjoying that summer life, you know, being able to go to different places during the summer. Because once the winter comes and the offseason comes, there's only selective places you can go. But um but yeah, I mean, it's just more like, um, like having those, those, um, just different, you know, like you said, Cinco de Mayo, Fourth of July weekend, all that stuff. But like I said, you, when you're playing, you don't even think of that. You just think of it of just another day, just another day, just another day. And um, I always told myself the one thing I always told myself is when my career ends, I'll be able to enjoy all that stuff. For the meantime, I love what I'm doing. I enjoy what I'm doing. If I'm missing stuff like that, it's totally fine. And the other thing that happens is at the time, I didn't really have kids. So I wasn't really, other than missing my mom's birthday or yeah. sister's birthday, that was that was kind of the biggest thing. And weddings here and there, quinceañeras here and there. Um, but other than that, with no kids, you're just kind of okay. young and you're just kind of it's just another day in the big leagues. It's uh, you, you didn't take the private jet to Vegas this time. That's no, nice I you. didn't. Like, nice of you to fly Southwest you know, <laughs> uh, with the people. You saved the private jet for the TSR group. You know who was in my on my flight back? I just remember that right now from Vegas, and um, it was uh, Colin Coward. Colin Coward? Coward? Yeah, he yeah. was he was because he was sitting first class. Yeah, he lives uh, next to your weekend home in the beach. <laughs> and I kind of like took a glance, and I was like. Oh, that's him. And then I went on his um, social media, and it's, he said he was at the Canelo fight. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm guessing that was him on that flight. Eh, TV guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> now, here's what I thought, and this is how I'm going to wrap up uh, the Vegas trip. You were playing roulette. What number do you play? 24, man. Uh-huh. And, and 15. Hit? Why 15? 15 is Sebastian's number. Oh, okay. I was playing 15, Sebastian's, because he was born on September 15. 24 is my big league number, and I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I was playing 30, and it sucks because uh, Diego is if 30 falls on red, and I never played red, but I was I had to because uh-huh. he was born on 330. 
And I played 10 every once in a while because 10 was my high school number all my four years. So every once in a while, I'll throw 10. I have a little like, I'm yeah, weird. Yeah, six, because that's my birthday, or two, because that's my little sister's birthday. And I just, like I said, I have a weird thing that I, that I, that I, how I play numbers. Um, Sandy, my oldest sister, she's nine and it's red. And I hate, like I said, I hate playing reds. Why do you hate the red? I don't know, man. I'm just, you guys, you I, I, I like, I like black and I like that all my numbers usually are on black, but Diego has decided to kind of change things up and messing you up. Yeah. So what number hit though? 10 and 24 on like back to back. So, oh, you hit a back to back? Yeah. 25 bucks on each number. And what'd you do? Pick it up and leave? Well, I played a little bit longer that I, I should enough, but you know, you get it kind of addicted. That's why I was like, and I kept looking <laughs> at my stack and I was like, you know what? My wife would be a lot happier if I told her I came home a winner, <laughs> you know? And, and sure enough, yeah, I got home. I was like, Hey, I, I won. What did you, uh, what do you think about the people who put a number, a chip on every single number? Oh man. Those people <laughs> that come in and just, they put a chip on every single, they, they have a huge stack. They put it all on the table. They hit the number and then they just get all that right back. And then like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I never really understood that strategy, but whatever floats the boat. Here's what I, I, I thought about the last thing about Vegas though is so take you guys behind the scenes, media wise, there's a room it's called the media center where a lot of the radio stations are there, like Piolin was there. A lot of the radio stations go there to promote the fight. They uh, the promotions company fly people in mm-hmm. to come in and say, Hey, talk about being here, they'll interview Oscar, they'll interview a bunch of different people. Uh, Adam Carolla was there doing his podcast. The LA Times was there. Me, uh, we were there doing our podcast. So we had Oscar and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard on our podcast, and then we had JoJo, we had Virgil, we had all that good stuff. And then I thought about it: How come for the next big fight, the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast goes to wherever it's at, whether it's in England or Mexico or in Vegas, and we get the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast live from the next Canelo fight? Would that be possible, though? No, it's up to you. It's your schedule. Well, would I you mean, be interested? I mean, I'd be interested, yeah. But would we be able to get media credentials? I we'll, guess we would. We'll huh? call JP or Sevia and see. Hopefully, JP can get can make, it. He, maybe he can make the the. He's our our bridge to get to the because to it the used connection. to be radio roles only radio stations. This year they started incorporating podcasts. major podcasts. So that's why the LA Times we were able to be there. Adam Carolla, well, he's a big fight fan. Anyway, yeah. they were able to be there. So I'm thinking this is what I was thinking on the plane. Why not take the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast because we're. We are mobile. We can go, and you're retired, and we go to the next big fight. That would be cool, man. So you're interested in that? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, JP and Sevia, please uh, make it happen for us. Would, the, the only thing is, would Bobby D be working for us? Oh. We need him. We need to get Bobby D. Oh, yeah. my goodness. We got to find <laughs> that guy. All right. Now, let's see what's going on with you. You were in Toronto for Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s debut? It wasn't necessarily for that. It was actually I was me and JP... Um, we're scheduled to do a couple appearances or an appearance on the Friday night. And then I was going to do one on Saturday. And like community relations stuff? Uh, like for the it, team? Uh, Friday was just more of a meeting with fans okay. and going to different suites. So they canceled that. And because it was the whole Vladdy Jr. debut, that's the day he got called up. He got called up on Thursday, but they had a day off. And then Friday was his debut. And I'll tell you what, man, I've never seen anything like that about a debut on someone. And first off, the kid is just so nice. He's such a nice kid. He's very humbled and and very to himself, which you can appreciate. 
but it almost felt like opening day. I, really? I was I was sending you guys pictures of all the media there. Yeah. And you guys were like, no way. I was like, yeah, like this is crazy. I talked to a few uh, people from the media there in Toronto and they're like, we've never seen anything like this. This feels like opening day. And I'm like, that's crazy. And the fact that that through it all, you, you could just tell Vladdy had a huge smile on his face. There was never like a point where he felt like he was better than anyone. The guy was like talking, taking pictures and and Do you know this kid? I had never met him. Okay. Um obviously you heard about him. Yeah. When I was in the organization, you knew that he got a big signing bonus and all that stuff and that he was going to be the next big thing. And when I saw him out there, I mean it was just like a like he shook my hand like we've known each other for 10 years almost. Big which, kid? Oh, he's big boy. Yeah. I mean, I, we've only seen picture on TV everybody looks big. Yeah, so. no, he's a big boy. Taller man. than you? Yeah, probably. Wow. Probably. And like I said, the debut was just really cool to be a part of. Like, I told JP for the first time in my life, in a long time, I should say, because when I was playing, I was cheering for my team. But post-baseball life, I found myself standing for every one of his ABs. And after he got the first base hit in the ninth inning, like I was standing up, like cheering, like a fan, like clapping. So it was just one of those moments that I think they'll, you get one debut and that's it. Never again will he get a debut. And I know he's struggling a little bit, but you knew what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. it's just it's the big leagues. These are the big boys. You know, they know what they're doing. Um, they're Especially gonna when you're a prospect, they're coming at and you. I, and I told him, and I told him, and I not oh, you talk- I, no, I didn't tell him, but I told the media there when I did an interview. I was like, let's not forget the kid's 20 years old. He's not coming here to win a World Series in its first year or second year. Like it's gonna take time. There's video, the technology in the big leagues advances by a million. Everything's broken down, and these pitchers are no slouches. They're in the big leagues for a reason. They're part of that less than one percent. They're the best players in the world, and they know who's up there. And they're they're saying, "I'm not gonna let you beat me," you know. And and to this till right now, he hasn't really he hasn't hit his home run, which people are like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Because he's a bust. He he he, <laughs> he tore it up in the minors, but like I said. He's a tremendous kid, and I, I, I think the the future is going to be so bright for him. And and he's shown flashes, obviously, in the minors. What was your debut? Um, it was just a day game against the Detroit Tigers. No, were you starting? Pitching? Starting, yeah, yeah. So you started, yeah. Well, damn. So you're like what the fifth day of the season? Yeah, fourth or fifth day. What happened? We, I ended up winning. I think I won like six, a little over six innings, maybe. Okay. And we faced the Detroit Tigers, and I faced uh faced off against Rick Porcello and that was the first time in MLB history that two first rounders were making their debut against each other on this oh, wow. on the same That day. was in Detroit? No, it was in Toronto. Oh, it was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Was uh, everybody there recording you with the whole country behind you at the same time? Just like Vlad? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. No. Imagine no, if I you would have came up when like social media was really yeah. booming. Like but I don't even What year did you make your debut? 2009. But I even So Twitter was had just started no no no, no 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 there was nothing twitter started in 2009 or maybe late 2008 so it wasn't really big people didn't no. know how to use it yet wow but i don't i wasn't coming in as a hyped up athlete as as Vladdy Guerrero. really no chance uh, you weren't no. 20 i mean look think about all the guys that have made their debuts uh recently and none of them the guy had mlb network covering the game and it's tough for the Blue Jays to get on MLB Network every once in a well, while. Well, he's the you know? Prime Minister of Canada now, right? I Isn't mean, he? 
Hey, but people. think about Vlad is Canadian, Dominican, and American, I think. Is he American though? No, I think he's Oh no no. No, he's just Canadian. Oh no, no, you're right. He's just Canadian and Dominican. And I'm, sorry, Dominican. I'm sorry. That's even better. Yeah. I mean, like so I he said, it's for Team Canada. Yeah. Him and Scott Richmond can be the same. It can be they can be teammates, yeah. Because you know Richmond's going to be pitching in 20 <laughs> years from now. And, and by the way, update on Scott Richmond, our first guest of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. He signed with the Can-Am League. He's going to play in Quebec. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah, and the one, guy doesn't stop, man. Once again, the, the but, positive energy from the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Don't tell us no, because if you tell us no, you're going to tailspin. You say yes, you get a job. Well, but again, little bit, so a little bit about what I did in Toronto. So they ended up canceling the event, but we st- I still told the people the, that that got all that stuff together for JP and I to make sure that if there was any um, sweet visits that we can do during the game, that we'd welcome it. And we got to do, uh, we got to meet with some people from, from, uh, from Rogers and hung out with them for a little bit. Those are the team owners, obviously. And we spent some time in the Jace care suite and that's where uh, there's a lot of little kids and stuff like that. So we came in and said hi to the parents and their kids and, you know, just little stuff like that. And then the next day on Saturday after the game, I had an event to do with uh, with Dan Showman. Oh, you do with Dan Showman? Yeah. Great voice. Uh, awesome voice. I mean, I can listen to him talk all day. Showman uh, used to do Sunday Night Baseball, does great job on ESPN for college basketball. Yeah. And he's yeah. a Blue Jays announcer now. Yeah, he does He does some Blue Jay games. I don't think he's full-time. I, I'm not no. sure, though. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think he's he's on and off because um, I, I, it's Buck Martinez and him. And then when he's not doing them, it's Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler. Okay. So um, so the event was just a Q&A with season ticket holders. And it was funny because I was wearing my Golden Boy hat. And the first question was, are you a huge boxing fan? Yeah? Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I, I, I got a lot of compliments on the hat, and I was just wearing it because I—I I don't know. I mean, I just wanted to wear a hat, and um, so yeah. So it was a little bit of interaction with the fans um, post game, and it was something that was pretty cool for me. And like I said, I love going to Toronto. So it, is Shulman going to be a podcast guest? We sh- we should we should have him. Yeah, that would be awesome. And like I said, he. Nah, man, he's gonna put our voices. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, th- that, that was pretty much the weekend right there. I and another funny story is. is I was telling you guys, I got to go to the Raptors game. Um, you and Drake? No, hell no. <laughs> Me and my father-in-law, we went to game one against the Philadelphia 76ers. And after the game, I see everyone mobbing somebody. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And, I, and I'm kind of looking, looking, and it's Vladdy Jr. And this is fresh off his debut. It's sec- he had played two games now. And I look, and I was like, Yo, bro, in Spanish, I'm like, you okay? You okay? And he's like, Ricky, Ricky, help me, help me, help me. So they, I had to act as a bodyguard, like oh, gee. pushing pushing people off. You like, became ace. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And I was like, they're like, can you help us? Like the people that were around him. And I was like, uh, I don't know how to, do? I, I don't know how to be a fucking bodyguard. <laughs> so I said, first off, take off. The damn jersey that says Guerrero Jr. on the He's back. He's wearing his jersey? Well, yeah, because like I said, I think it, everything just happened so fast. The game ended. Uh-huh. The stadium is packed. It's freaking loud in there. Great at- atmosphere. But you walk out and everyone starts mobbing him. And I told him to take off his jersey. And I was like, dude, it's not like you're not recognizable or anything. Look yeah. at that hair. <laughs> that hair, you're Dominican. So you're then, 6'2", 250. Uh, somebody that was in this little entourage, I was like, they gave him a jacket. And I was like, put the hood on, too. 
and then we walked back to the hotel uh, kind of calm but it was just kind of funny little moment right there because he put his arm around me he's like let's go ricky let's go let's go let's go and i'm like uh he just okay. doesn't get it yet huh he doesn't I, get, well i mean i just he doesn't get how big of a deal he is yet. He, no i don't think so yeah and i told him i was like dude you just you, i think you're gonna have to hire security to be walking around these streets honestly because he is such a big celebrity there now that they just itching to have any kind of like some future and somebody bright that they can jump onto and mm -hmm. at the fight in, in vegas i saw a tulawitzki jersey a blue jays tulawitzki jersey really? in the uh in the lobby and i'm standing there i'm like i want to say something but i'm like dude why would you buy that jersey but then i'm like no i didn't say nothing and then at the fight early on uh there's a guy who's there sitting really close he's wearing a blue jays cap and i'm like all right and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm a stereotype here. If you're a white guy wearing a Blue Jays hat, I'm assuming you're from Canada. If you're like a, a Mexican wearing a Blue Jays hat, I'm assuming you're just trying to be a hipster or something like that, <laughs> or you got something. And I, I wanted to say something. And I'm like, JP or NCB is walking by this dude back and forth throwing out the gloves. I'm like, I wonder if this guy's really a Blue Jays fan. If he is, because you know what, that, 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 that logo is pretty popular, man. I, I see it around everywhere. It, Even like when I walk around here, I'm wearing my Blue Jay cap right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. Oh, I'm wearing my Maple Leaf hat right now. There you go. No, that's a Blue Jay hat. Um, when I walk around South Bay, you see you see those hats a lot for some reason, and it's a popular. Well, because logo. You're in the South Bay, that's where all the Canadians are at. That's, that's true. A lot well, of all the Kings players live in Manhattan <laughs> Beach, so they're all wearing that. That it's a uh, back to Las Vegas and kind of mixing the podcast. I was getting people telling me that what is a Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast? Um, I actually talked with Adnan Verk, uh, who's mm -hmm. on the Zone. Uh, I finally met him after all these years of interacting with him on social media and on Sports Center. And then does uh, baseball for DAZN. He's also hosting it. He was there in Vegas. He's like, what is this Let's Go Ricky Roll you're doing? Because <clears throat> I posted on my social media. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's a podcast I'm doing with Ricky Romero. He's like, the picture? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's great. I was like, we got to get you on. I'll get, he's like, Canadians got to come on. I was like, exactly. Yeah. So then uh, other people were like, what are you doing here? So it's like the word is starting to spread out. And when I said, oh, we, it's a podcast. Like, it's a baseball. I was like, no, not necessarily. It's just Ricky's bringing his friends on as guests. They're like, that's cool. What a great idea. And that's um, what I'm noticing is the word is organically spreading from our podcast. That's why we're having one this week was just you and I because we want to catch up with people and let them know we appreciate them and keep on going. And it's moving. The momentum is building. And we're doing this just via our social media. It's just like promoting it out there yeah. and having you, the fans, promote it for us. This morning, I go to my mom's house. To uh, pick up well, all my mailing addresses to my mom's house because my mom never leaves. So she's always, it's like when Craft Beer King sends me my beer, my mom signs for it. FedEx <laughs> says me anything. My, mom, my mom's like, you know, Mexican moms never leave the house. I pull up and the FedEx guy, uh, he's blocking the driveway and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, cool. I was like, hey, are you, is it FedEx? Is it for Bethel Drive? They're like, yeah, let me sign it. And the guy's like, you know, it's eight in the morning. I just dropped off the kids. He's like, wait a minute. The guy from the radio? And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm kind of on the radio still. Not really. I do charge radio, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, no, no. But don't you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. And uh, he's like, but you have one with Ricky, right? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, do you, have you listened? He's like, no, I keep seeing on your Instagram and on Ricky's Instagram. And I was like, how come you don't listen then? I'm like yelling at the FedEx guy who still has yeah. but He had a check well, given to me. And he's like, well, where is it? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go again iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can download a podcast, it's available. He's like, okay, but what do you guys talk about? I'm like, geez. So on his phone, I'm like, give me your phone. I went and grabbed it. I'm like, look, it's right here. And he, he subscribes to my Living the Dream one. Yeah. He subscribes to the LA Times one, but it's not then. So I subscribed to the Let's Go Ricky Roll from him. So 
Adam, appreciate you listening to the FedEx driver delivering a Carson this morning. Also, funny story. It's funny you touch on that because the other day I'm putting gas. And I told you guys the story. I'm oh, putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting gas. And this guy uh, is putting gas in front of me. And he's like, Ricky? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I love your podcast. And I was like, what? He's like, can you sign a ball for me? Absolutely, man. Wait, he just has a ball in his car? Yeah. You got to have the pro it, already, It right? seemed like he was on his way to work or in the middle of working, just putting gas for whatever it was. And I thought it was pretty cool. It wasn't really a, hey, you had an awesome career. It was like, I love your podcast. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So shout you know out to you, him. That's when you know you're retired. Yeah, yeah. But hey, man, that's if actually, I'm being able to be recognized for other stuff than baseball, like doing stuff like this. Yeah. And that's a shout big, out Gordo Wapo. Gordo Wapo, big yeah. Big fan. Uh, he actually works in the South Bay. Okay. Uh, and he's. I think I saw... He invited me to one of his softball games or something Let's like that to, to go play. But nah, nah, nah. Let's go. Oh, you don't play softball. <laughs> so, but in all honesty, like, like we continue to get feedback, and it's and it's stuff like that where people don't really know what they're gonna listen to, but once they listen to it, it's like I'm hooked. So I got a message the other day, and I think I tagged you on it, saying, "Hey, man, this is like, this is this podcast podcast is like a drug I'm addicted to, you know, or or." Yeah. You know, I just, I'm addicted, I'm addicted, I want more, I want more, I want more. And um, so it's just pretty funny to hear people say that, that they're just so addicted to to listening to the stories and 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 just be inspired by them. That's why this morning when I was having uh, my coffee, I did a little thing. Like, okay, record a podcast with Ricky. And today was just me and you talking, catching up and giving people the content uh, before you head on this like crazy trip that you're going out of town. You can do it. Well, just for the weekend. So I have a... <clears throat> Um, through Robbie Alomar, we're doing, me, JP and I again, we're doing a Saskatchewan trip. So we land in uh, in Regina, I think I want to say. Yeah, we, la- we, we land in Regina. And then the next morning we got to drive two hours. And we're going to be doing a banquet for the, um, it's for uh, the Swift Current 57s. It's a fundraising banquet. And all we're going to be doing, I think it's Q&A and, and talking to, I think it's a baseball team, uh, a summer baseball team that plays there. All right. You're going uh, Swift Current. Mm-hmm. It's a city in Saskatchewan, Canada. Yeah. Uh, it is situated along the Trans-Canada Highway, 170, <laughs> 170 kilometers west of from Moose Chaw, 218 kilometers east from Medicine Hat. Uh, Swift Current has a population of 16,000 people. So that's where we're going. It's the fifth largest city in Saskatchewan. You're going there. Uh, I'm looking we're, this up on the map, and Rick, um, it was established in 1883. Uh, notable, oh, here, sports and recreation. Swift Current is home to the Swift Current Broncos in the Western Hockey League. Uh, it develops Joe Sackage. All right. Uh, so the, home of the Women's World Curling Championship, <laughs> Swift Current Fifty Sevens, Canada's premier summer collegiate so baseball league. Is, okay, yeah, the the fifty. That's where we're going. The Fifty Sevens are the summer summer collegiate league team. They play in the Western Canadian Baseball League, and they're basically the Cape Cod of the league, Cape Cod League of Canada. Sean Wooten, former Angel player, played in that league. Really? Uh, let's see here. Uh, they got a golf course. Uh, I don't think I'll be. I don't think we'll have enough time because we land. We will probably like. I, I have a connecting flight in Vancouver, and then we go, we land in Saskatchewan and Regina. We stay the night there, and the next morning we drive about two hours in, 
do the event next morning, drive two hours back, get on the airport, come back home. Wow. So it's a quick trip. Yeah. It's a, you know what? That's cool that you get to visit these kind of places. Yeah, man. I think I, that's, I think that's the cool thing. I think if I would have retired with any other team, like let's say I played 10 years in the, in the Tampa or even like whatever organization or in the U S they don't have stuff like that in Canada. You're, it's one team, one country, and you're able to go to different. I've been fortunate enough to be asked to do these events, and through the Blue Jays too, doing uh, you know, I'm gonna be visiting different places cool. throughout the summer, That's and cool. and kind of just inspiring the youth and trying to grow the game of baseball out there because you know at the end of the day there's a th- there's talent everywhere, and it's just a matter of them being inspired by somebody. Right, well, let's try to get to some questions here from some of the people listening. Marco J three eleven big time fan uh, listens all the time. Marco, you need to let all your followers know. Listening to Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. He replies to my story. I saw Usher at the fights. He was really nice to me and took a picture. Great guy. <laughs> you fuckers can't get over that, huh? <laughs> hey, I turned him down this time. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I, saw, I even saw him backstage turn, taking a picture with Canelo. Here it is from uh, Boogie23. Uh, Eric is his name. Actually, he's followed by Jerry Harrison. Huh? He's big time. Usher was at the Canelo fight this weekend. Did you ask for a picture with him? No. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny, though? My phone was blowing up, too. One of my friends was like, hey, dude, Usher's there. Are you going to go get a picture? I was like, fuck off, man. Like, it's it's a pretty funny running joke, but it's It's actually pretty I showed my wife because, you know... Ace is the king of Photoshop, and so is Chethal. You showed her the Photoshops? Well, oh. I just showed her the one that they Photoshopped me, Canelo, and Usher, and she's <laughs> dying laughing. She's like, that's great. And she still, to this day, makes fun of me. She's like, that's what you get. The TSR Photoshop Magic Kings. Uh, the, the, if you guys want, the TSR will send you the Photoshop starter kit for a <laughs> small fee. Yeah, Marco's uh, getting better. Yeah, they're all getting better. Mega Man, here's your shout out. Mega Man, of course, has his own podcast, Mega Man Podcast. He he always reposts everything for us. Appreciate you. Uh, as always, let's see who else we got mentions coming in. Uh, Mr. Boxing Guru, who has his own podcast on Spotify. He talks about boxing, but he never goes to fights and he's a terrible troll but mr boxing guru he's cool he's the one who made the no boxing uh oh wait no, no boxing and chill boxing and chill t-shirt that you actually wore to islitas yeah and he wants to know how many people actually ta- asked about your shirt this weekend um nobody see because guru you're a troll nobody pays attention anymore <laughs> just one actually yeah all right this comes from albert chavoya uh appreciate you leaving a message if ricky and bethel went to salazar park right now Ricky pitching, Beto at the plate, what would happen in that at-bat? I will tell you right now, I will stand there and move every single time. I would blink, but I would swing, and I wouldn't make contact. I'd probably go straight to the surgery room right after that. (laughs) When Ricky was trying to make his comeback, I was playing catch with him three times a week, and when he would get to 60 feet and actually throw his cutter, no, my shins were scared for their lives. So you guys think baseball is really easy? It's, it's, it is. it's is. It really is from the couch. And when you play catch with your own kids, it's fine. When you go with a major leaguer who's throwing in the 80s, now, if you play high school baseball, you're, you might see 80 once or twice from a guy, and it's probably 82. When you, you guys are legit professionals, and they don't just throw it at 90 miles an hour, whatever, you can catch that. 
It's the spin. It's the movement. Hell no. There's no need for this. So just because you're playing at Salazar Park or at Southgate Park or whatever it is you're playing Sunday League or if you're playing MSL or MIBL, whatever it is you're playing, no, you're not going to hit these guys. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Oh, and a side note, I did beat the guy that drew that picture uh, that you have in your man cave. Yeah, and that one too. That oh, painting, that one we have a painting that his. Yeah. yeah. Jaguar Land. Go and follow him. Uh, Jaguar, just like the animal, Land. The artist who drew Ricky's painting uh, from Salazar Park. His son's a badass uh, guitar player, too. His, his yeah. kid's actually going to UC Berkeley, too, man. Yeah, man. He, he turned down Brown. You, ne next time next time you... Uh, I did that. I talked with him at a career day. Yeah. Tell him to invite you to... He usually has like an event where he, he has all his paintings out, and he, you can go and buy them in I'm his like, house. Yeah. And go and check them out. And not even if you don't buy anything. I mean, hopefully you do, but to support... Like, when we went in there... And we saw the stuff. Cars like I gotta support him now. Oh, and, cool! And he does a lot of cool things with the palms. That's got me thinking. Like maybe um, because palms are big, big in East LA, especially, especially Salazar Park. And it's got me thinking about maybe inking a, a palm tattoo. Yeah, or something like no, that. Really? Yeah, yeah, to just oh. represent East LA. Yeah, they put TSR right on top of it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a picture of Usher to go with that tattoo. Also, uh, let's see here. We got anything else? Oh, here we go from C Alvarez. 2112. Uh, this guy's account says, Sports are my passion, writing is my craft. Okay, cool. Uh, he wears a beanie in every single one of his pictures. Cool. Uh, hopefully, your name is Carlos. Oh, he's got a Dominguez Hills cap on. Okay, cool. What's up? Uh, he, he writes in, um, Growing up in East LA, what were your feelings going from East LA to Toronto? And what did you, how did East LA prepare you for the culture change? So it was a two-part question. Growing up East LA, what were your feelings going from East LA to Toronto? Well, it was like, fuck, where am I going? <laughs> yeah. They, it's funny because they asked me that they asked me that question in, in Toronto. They're like, what were your feelings when you when you get drafted? And I was like, oh, where am I going? And I say that because the next pick was the Colorado Rockies, and that meant staying on the West Coast, you know, mm -hmm. staying on this side. So it was one of those things where at first it was like, oh, shit. But once I get, got to go to the city and got to know the city and play in front of that country, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I loved yeah. it. I enjoyed it every minute of it. Now you get to go to Moose Jaw and uh, Medicine Hat and uh, yeah. Manitoba and uh, <laughs> all these other stuff. Uh, second part of the question, how did grow up, growing up in East L.A. prepare you for the cultural change? I, well, I don't think it prepares you. No, because, you don't because East L.A. doesn't prepare you for anything because you're around all Mexicans. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Culture it, change be going to the valley. Yeah, I mean the, the the culture change. I mean, you're you're around your your people in East LA, and going to Cal State Fullerton was a culture shock because it was just like, where am I? And it was just different. So I don't know if I'd say it really prepared me. I mean, obviously the mental toughness prepared me for all that stuff, and being hungry and being uh, have the will to want to succeed at every level. I think East LA did build me for that but as far as culture i don't i mean you're just used to seeing one kind of uh there, there are no tortillas in east la i uh, mean in toronto no hell no there's no pan dulce no i i just don't know how to survive no. that. <laughs> uh this one comes but there's from, poutine i had that in montreal did That's, you like it yeah it's yeah. different the gravy on, on it's fries. different huh to me it's never been appealing everyone's like how the heck like all those years, I never tried it. I, the first time I tried it in Montreal, I was like, uh, and then I tried it again when I went to do a fight in Laval, and which is a smaller suburb. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is good here. So I had a feeling maybe 
because in Montreal I had it at the stadium, mm-hmm. and in Laval I had it at a restaurant. So mm-hmm. I think that might have been the difference too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at me. I know my Canada. What's up, <laughs> Quebec? Uh, this comes from Pablo Javier Hernandez or Xavier. I don't know if it's X or J. Uh, Charger fan, Mer- American born, Mexican made. Uh, approach me with tacos or craft beer. My kind of guy, Dodger Dog Thirty Four. What's your most memorable game to have played in, in or out of the big leagues? Ooh. In or out of the big leagues? What's what, yeah, your most memorable game? Um, well, in the big leagues, it was probably the All Star game. Yeah, being part of that, even though I didn't pitch in it, um, still being part of everything was uh, really really cool. And if it wasn't the All Star game, it's probably my debut. And it's it, that's always a tough question because I feel like. My debut was cool. All-Star game was cool. Um, my first career shutout was cool. It was against the Texas Rangers. And who did I happen to see the other day when I went to go watch the Angels against the, the Blue Jays here in Anaheim? Jose Molina. And I said, hey, man. I gave him a hug. I was like, remember when we threw our first, my, when I threw my first complete shutout? He's like, of course I remember it, man. We, sh- we, we, we shoved that day, and it was against a good Texas Rangers team. And I think I had like 12 or 13 strikeouts. So there's just too many to name. And as a fan, the probably one of the, the, the coolest games I've ever been to is Game 7 of the World Series. When yeah, it was, that was cool, yeah. Houston and the, and the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, I, I got to go to Game 6, and then I got to go to Game 7. And I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I knew it was a big deal when your wife went. Yeah, she was like into it too. She, she was, was like, "Whoa, this is really, really cool." I, I, I mean, think about how, how often that happens in sports—a game six or game seven—and and that was pretty cool. I've been fortunate. I was like Lakers game seven against the Celtics, mm-hmm. and then I was at game seven Dodgers and Astros. So, pretty cool things I've been able to. Experience. Yeah, uh, this was just a comment from Rain Man JB, who's in uh, Ontario, Canada, who listens to the podcast. Uh, he just sends a tweet out saying, "Love Beto and the Ricky Roll." Podcast dude is great. Let's go, Blue Jays. Uh, he's also a Rams fan. So, Rain Man, JB, shout out to you. So, that'll do it for the question part. Uh, appreciate everybody listening to us. Upcoming programming notes. We have a bunch of podcasts taped. Uh, they're, they're Blue Jay fans are going to appreciate. And people who are chasing their dream are going to appreciate. And people who just, you know, never quite made it but found a way to get through. Mm-hmm. And I think the upcoming guests are going to be really, I, really good I, for you. I found that message about that, that guy saying he needs more. His name is Danny Martinez. Um, he says, new, new podcast. Need new podcast ASAP. It's like crack. Two days and I'm done with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we are doing it weekly, people. And people even ask me, how come you guys don't do it uh, more often? Well, one, we need more guests. And two, we have lives. Uh, it, it's hard to coordinate my schedule, Ricky's schedule, and a guest schedule. But whenever we do try to get together, we I feel like we... Yeah. We, That's why we'll do these just random ones, mm-hmm. which is me and you, where things can work out. And also, with when Bobby D wakes up from his Coachella uh, bender, maybe he'll join us yeah. as an audio engineer. And it's editing, so it takes a while. Also, shout out to Diamond Bums. Uh, go and follow his account. I uh, actually finally met the guy. Uh, he does a lot of cool graphic work and a custom bobbleheads and everything else. He's been working on trying to get us our own logo. Um, you're getting better at it. I, I like the incorporation <laughs> of the palm trees. You heard from Ricky, incorporate the palm trees. But there's no way I'm going to approve the last one you just sent where you put my image and I look freaking fat. Yeah, I've gained some, <laughs> I've gained some weight because of my neck injury. I really can't run or do cardio. Uh, and so I've just been drinking a lot of wine and uh, Crown Royal. 
and Jameson and everything else. <laughs> but damn, bro, I didn't gain that much weight. My shirt still fit. I'm still 16 and a half. But fuck. And also, and also we got to send a shout out to CC Sabathia for, oh, for reaching 3,000 strikeouts. Yeah, He's so. a former guest. And um, I was actually watching the game. And it was pretty cool to see that moment, you know, especially he knows everything, everything that he's been through the past few years, well, you know, personal life or not personal life to his, see him accomplish that and now say, hey, his ticket to, to Cooperstown is going to be punched. So we're know? going to Cooperstown. Yeah. So possibly. because of us, CC got 3,000 strikeouts. <laughs> but not, I, I mean, that's pretty well, cool. Think about it. It's because pretty cool. Us, when, when, we let him use his uh, therapy guy. <laughs> we ended the podcast early for him to get his therapy. In. Yeah. So, so that's why he got it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And actually, a uh, shout out to uh, CC and his R2C2 podcast he has with Ryan Ruco. I saw mm -hmm. Ryan at the fight. Yeah. Actually, Ryan, it was Ryan Ruco's first uh, major fight like that. He's done Canelo fights before, mm -hmm. but the one in Vegas was the first one doing it. I'm like, Ryan, where you at? I saw him walking. I was like, let's go to the ring, take a picture. He's like, okay, yeah, let's take a picture together. I was like, no, no, Ryan, you need to take it by yourself. He's like, ah, and, you know, Ryan, Ryan works for the Yankees. He works Yes Network, does ESPN games. And, but I remember my first fight that I ever did was Canelo against uh, um, Margarito. And oh no, um, Canelo and Gulo, one of those guys, whatever it was. And I was sitting at the same spot that Ryan was at, right there in the neutral corner. And I wish somebody would have taken a picture of me. But I didn't want to ask anybody to yeah. do it. No, no, yeah. And I, and I let Ryan. Well, that's savviness out of your part, man, for you to do that yeah. for him. And, and sure I enough, think it because at the end of the day, he'll look back at that and be like, whoa. Like, oh, he posted it right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. And I'm like, it was right before the, the main event came and the arena's crowded. And mm -hmm. I just do it. So, yeah, the R2C2 podcast with uh, Ryan Rucco and. Really, really uh, good podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. He podcast. had Adam Jones on recently. Oh, how good is he, man? Do you Hopefully, know him? Yeah, yeah, I do. Let's get him. Yeah, hopefully we're able to. Uh, okay, because oh oh, awesome San Diego. Um, Doctor Tony Gwynn Jr. Yeah, said come on down whenever you Let's want. Let's do it. So he said we can just go to the house. In hundred percent. Okay, so we Let's gotta figure that out when the team goes to San Diego that we know. Yeah. We can double dip. We get Tony in the morning and then whatever athlete in the afternoon. Yeah. And then on the way back we play Tory Pines. <clears throat> Perfect. Okay. Sounds like Sounds a date. Ace, get ready. So thanks to everybody involved. Um, uh, the uh, Pushy Pulley Jacob who edits. The podcast and who puts it up and does the graphics and all that other stuff. Shout out to Casa de Calacas, oh, too. Oh, man. They Those play the music intros. and everybody else. Appreciate you guys listening. Keep on sharing. I can't believe we just did 53 minutes. It's just me yeah, and Yeah, no. Hey, like wow, I said, we, 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 our next our next few guests are going to be fun. And I think, um, like I said, they're not the the big name guys or anything. They're not the CC Sabathias and stuff like that, Brandon Moros. But I think it's more important listen to the story. Listen to the story of their Man. journey and i think you'll you'll get something you know out how, of it how they, we keep saying that like instagram listens to you and like your phone is listening to you mm -hmm. i just opened it up right now the first picture that's up there noe ramirez <laughs> we just posted noe was uh in mexico with the angels oh yeah monterrey yeah the, the the phone can hear you man yeah. i just refresh and right away it's noe pointing at us he, man, yeah, I don't like this. But yeah, it was really cool to see him as the only Mexican on the Angel team to play in Monterrey. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully he told Albert Pujols what it's like to be a real Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> How's your buddy Albert doing? Did he get you another putter? Get you another driver? Get uh, you another golf bag? No, he, w he wished me a happy Easter <laughs> day. A happy what? Happy Easter, yeah. Because I congratulated him on his uh, latest uh, feat in baseball. And um, I think, I, he is he one, one RBI away from... From getting another record or something He'll like that. He'll get all kinds of records this year. Yeah. You really texted Albert Pujols? Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote back what? He said, thank you, bro. Happy Easter. <laughs> Are you serious? That's the homie. 
Yeah. <laughs> this guy that's gonna get you so much in the, in the group chat uh for everybody involved appreciate you guys as always share 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 like and uh do us a favor everybody that's listening right now go to jp rncbo's instagram page and tag him ask him how come he doesn't listen to the podcast and if he really is an intern at golden boy and if he can get his credentials for the next fight jp will get you tickets to anything you want uh ask also, him ask him when he's coming on the podcast and ask him <laughs> actually more importantly ask him when he's flying us to miami because he keeps saying he's, he wants us in miami but he's never offered us and uh, and once again ask him how come he doesn't listen <laughs> he's gonna get bombarded oh yeah this. he is all right so everybody involved appreciate you uh as always we'll talk to you soon um share 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 like and uh as they say in canada i'm honored to be a member of the canadian national anthem or canadian national team h-o-n-o-u R-E-D. And we got to make a trip to Vancouver, right? That's Vancouver? You got to come to Toronto, I told you. I, I know. I, I think I got to start Vancouver first, then work my way to Toronto. No, I'm yeah. not ready for Nolan Lynch in the six. <laughs> hey, shout out to him and his bar out there too, man. What's the name of his bar? Um, it's called uh, Baby Huey. In Toronto? Yeah. It's right there by the stadium? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, it's fairly... It's all in the area? It's close, yeah. I told him I'd give him a shout out. It's funny you say that, but you need to come out with, with, with no, Nolan. Nolan, Nolan Nolan's, I mean, Nolan's the guy out good there, man. Dude, man. My favorite Instagram model out there. Yeah. And he, he sends me a message, you got to come to Canada. I wrote back, I'm not ready. Like, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> all right, for Ricky, I'm Bethel. Thank you for listening. To Let's go, Ricky Rowe. Let's go.